Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Hi there, and welcome back. So once again, it's another gorgeous day here in Kansas. I absolutely love it when the seasons change. It doesn't matter if it's going from winter to spring or spring to summer or summer to fall or fall to winter. Seeing the first orange leaves or the first snowfall or the first blossom in the spring, it just brings me so much joy and hope around the new season. And I just love how that translates into life, you know, that we can really look towards those seasons of life and the transitions around them and seek out that beauty. So I just love the transitions between seasons. <laughs> so I know that many of you have been wondering what a coaching session actually looks like. <laughs> so I thought that I would share with you my most recent coaching session. So yes, coaches get coaching. And yes, coaches also have very human brains that just need a little support sometimes. Even coaches sometimes need help separating out their stories from their facts, like we talked about in episode one. We all sometimes struggle to see the forest from the trees. For me, I like to get coached at least once a week just to help me to be more aware and more intentional about my thoughts and what it is that those thoughts are creating for me. Our human brains, even when they are well-trained coaching brains, <laughs> they work very hard to convince us that our stories are true. Our brains want us to believe that our feelings are caused by our circumstances, things out of our control. And sometimes our brains do such a good job getting us stuck in our own story, and it does such a good job convincing us that our story is true, that it can be a challenge at times to even identify what the circumstance actually is, because we truly believe that our thought is the circumstance. And this is exactly what happened to me. So I was swapping coaching sessions with a fellow coach and telling her all of my stories around overwhelm. And my story went a little something like this. <laughs> okay, I am now coaching and I'm doing farm tours and I'm launching my podcast, and I'm trying to figure out how to make my website do what I want it to do, and I'm trying to support my high schooler who missed the whole first week of school due to COVID and is still trying to get caught up, and I'm trying to squeeze in driving time for two of my teenagers so that they can finally be licensed and get themselves to and from all of their school events, and I have like about half a million other personal things all happening at the same time, and I'm feeling super duper overwhelmed, and in this moment as I'm telling her all of this, I I am 100% believing that all of my overwhelm is caused by my circumstances. <laughs> so I went into great detail with her even about, hey, hey, look, like I've been working really hard and being super diligent with my Monday hour one. You know, this is the time that I dedicate at the beginning of each week to do my scheduling. So I use this time to plug in my to-do list to my calendar so that everything has a dedicated space. And I can trust that as long as I am sticking to my schedule, everything will get done. So here I am thinking that I have too much to do, but I've actually been deleting these things from my list and everything. And so, yeah. So when someone is thinking I have too much to do and they're feeling overwhelmed, do you know what people do? Um, they usually do none of it. <laughs> and that is exactly what I was doing. I was doing nothing. So here I was deleting items off of my calendar because I just was too overwhelmed to even look at it. And I was scrolling social media and I was watching Netflix and I was justifying this quote unquote rest time because 
you know, somehow in my brain, I was telling myself I had earned it, even though I hadn't actually done anything. And so basically I was being kind of a whiny baby about all of the things on my list that I had to do, but I wasn't actually doing any of it. So when I was doing nothing and deleting all the things that I told myself I would do, my list seemed to be growing, right? It's growing in the, op- it's, it's moving in the opposite direction as I want it to, because I'm not actually accomplishing anything. So my list is growing, my stress is building, and I'm not even enjoying my downtime because during my downtime, um, I'm guilting myself over the things I think I should be doing. So I'm not enjoying my productive time. I'm not enjoying my downtime. And so Not only was I feeling bad about having so much to do, but I was feeling bad about doing nothing. And all of these things were actually magnifying that feeling of overwhelm. And through all of this, I was just so focused on all of the things that I wasn't doing that I was totally neglecting to acknowledge all the things that I had already done. So I'm telling all this to my coach and I just love this coach. You know, I swap with several coaches and frankly, I love anybody who is willing to take on the challenge of coaching a frazzled Marianne, but I know that we are all a, you know, frazzled Marianne at some point or another. (laughs) So this particular coach did two things that really helped me to open up my mind. And it's funny because these two things that she did for me, they're frankly things that I do for other people in coaching sessions all the time. You know, the simple questions that she asked and and the way that she, you know, just gently helped me to become more curious about my story. I help people to do that all the time. And yet, as is the case with everyone in overwhelm, when it was me in that state, I was unable to do those things for myself. So, hey, just know that everybody needs little supports every now and then. And that just means that you're human. Even if you have the skills, you are still a human on this planet and we all need a little support from time to time and it's no biggie. So what are the two things that I needed in this moment that she gifted me with? (laughs) First, she helped me to poke holes in my story. She asked me gentle questions like, do you really have to do all of that? Is it written in stone somewhere that Marianne must do all of these things? And after we sat with that for a little bit, she proposed that maybe these things on my list are things that I might actually want to do. So for example, do I want my kids to be licensed and be able to take themselves to football games and theater and even Walmart when they want that bag of hot fries? You bet I do. I want that. (laughs) Do I want to build my business by demonstrating to my listeners that I'm someone with integrity that will show up when I say I'm going to show up by posting content regularly? You bet I do. I want that. Do I want to make space in my life to enjoy nature and fall and pumpkins and animals by doing fall tours? You bet I do. It's like therapy that I get paid to show up for. I definitely want that. And the more I thought about it, both in and out of session, the more I realized that these things really are things that I did actually want to be doing. So think for a moment about something that is on your to-do list. Maybe it's taking the trash out, or maybe it's booking that appointment that you've been avoiding, or maybe it's cleaning up that room. Whatever it is, are you telling yourself that you have to do it? And when you tell yourself that you have to do it, how much resistance comes up for you? And how does that level of resistance change when you ask yourself if you have to do it or if you want to do it? I know that for me, 
I don't super love taking the time to brush my teeth. <laughs> yes, it's only two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night, but there are about a million other things that I would rather spend those two minutes on. But you know what? To be honest, I really do love how it feels when my mouth is clean and my breath is fresh. I love going to the dentist and being told, it looks great. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I love not having to pay for cavities. I love it. So really, I do actually want to brush my teeth because I love the result that comes from it. Just like I love having the trash out on the curb. I love having that appointment that I've been pushing off actually booked on, on all my calendar. I love sitting in and enjoying a clean living space. I love it. I want those things. Changing our have to's to want to's, or even if you don't want to, but you're choosing to, changing your thoughts to I choose to do this can be life-changing. So I'm so grateful for that mind shift. The second thing that she did for me was she helped me to identify the actual circumstance. During our session, I was so stuck in my head thinking that it was my circumstances creating my overwhelm, right? Or my calendar rather. So it has all these other things happening, but really all the things I was telling her were just my story. She had to ask me a few times, okay, but what are the facts? I'm hearing you say you have a lot to do, but what are the facts? What actually needs to be done? What's the actual trigger? And to be honest, it took me quite a while to figure out what the actual trigger was. I knew that I had a lot of thoughts going on. And I knew that my thoughts were creating my emotions. And I know this because it is always our thoughts that create our emotion. We may have multiple thoughts and multiple emotions going on at the same time. And it can take some practice. Um, and sometimes it takes an outside perspective to sort through those things. But when you really take the time to slow it down, then we can see that each singular thought that we have creates a singular emotion. So for example, when I'm thinking the thought, there's just so much to do. I experience the emotion of overwhelm. When I'm thinking the thought, I don't know how to do it all. I experience insecurity. When I think, I think that my husband or my kids or my friends or whoever, they should be helping me with this. Then I experience the emotion of anger or possibly resentment. So we may be thinking these thoughts and feelings in such rapid fire succession that it's hard to sort them out. But as you can see, each thought really does create its own singular emotion. So by putting these thoughts into this metaphorical microscope and really zooming in to look at these thoughts and feelings on a micro level, it really can help us to better understand what it is that we're creating at the macro level. So when I really sat down and questioned the thought, there's just so much to do, I was able to poke holes in that story and see that really my feelings weren't coming from my calendar at all. My calendar was completely neutral. And frankly, when I stopped to think about it and challenge my thoughts, I was able to see that I had ample evidence that I am very good at managing my time. The irony of having this episode immediately following last week's episode is not lost on me. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen because you're probably going to laugh as you compare these two. But it is a really fun opportunity to compare and contrast um, the way that we show up when we have different thoughts. So mindset truly matters. And you're definitely going to see that illustrated as you listen to these two episodes. So just to recap a little bit from last week, I shared a bit more in detail, but I had planned ahead for this current level of busyness. I knew that my life was going to get busier and I had planned ahead um, different things that I could do to alleviate 
a lot of those pressures. So for example, I pre-recorded like nearly twice as many podcasts as I thought I was going to be able to create just by dedicating space to my priorities. Like just weeks before this day of overwhelm, I found that I was able to not only accomplish everything that I had planned to accomplish, but I had accomplished even more than I had imagined. And by just showing integrity and following through with my schedule, that was blowing my own mind. That's where I was a few weeks ago. And then here I was in overwhelm. So how ironic that just two weeks prior, I was actually giving myself a huge pat on the back about my awesomeness. I mean, let's be honest. That's what last week's episode was totally about, was how empowering it feels to stick to your own plan and and how much you can accomplish when you do so. So I had been doing an amazing job scheduling out my week. There truly was ample evidence that I had planned ahead and prepared for this in order to minimize the overwhelm and in order to relieve the pressure of feeling like I had to, right, quote unquote, had to create a podcast every week during tour season, along with everything else. And isn't that how it is? We have a thought and then suddenly all we can see is the evidence that that thought is true. We are constantly seeking confirmation bias. That's just what our brain does. But there is so much power that comes from challenging your own thoughts. So what had actually happened for me? What was the actual trigger and the actual circumstance? (laughs) When I really broke it down, it came to me. I had recently moved all the scheduling that I had done in my Monday hour one from my paper planner to my phone with alerts turned on. (laughs) So that meant... I would be working on a task and then ding, I would get a phone alert to let me know that in 30 minutes, I'd have to start a new task. So ding, it's almost time to work out. Ding, it's almost time to shower. Ding, it's time to get on your call. Ding, you have another call coming in 30 minutes. And it turns out that I was feeling rushed and overwhelmed because I was making that ding mean that I was behind rather than making that ding mean that I had 30 more minutes to complete my current task. I had originally thought that my calendar was creating my overwhelm. But after slowing it down and challenging my thoughts, now I could see that the thought, I just can't do it all, was actually a secondary thought to, but I'm still doing this thing that I said I was going to do and you're dinging me, so now I must already be late. (laughs) It was my thoughts around those dings that was driving me crazy and creating overwhelm. It was all of the rapid fire thoughts that came with that, you know, that the thoughts of I'm not done yet or I'm already late or but I'm in the middle of something that were creating my feelings of overwhelm. It wasn't my calendar at all. I did actually have evidence that I was fully capable of handling a full calendar and planning ahead to accommodate the busyness of life. But my brain was seeking confirmation bias to prove that my calendar was creating my overwhelm. <laughs> Recognizing this helped me to step back and see things more clearly and better recognize what things were in my control. So yes, I have since switched back to my paper planner, and now I only set alerts for a handful of reminders on my phone. So yes, I was able in this situation to adjust my circumstances in some ways. But guess what? I still have just as many things on my to-do list. But now I can control how I think about those things. And I control how I think about my dings. (laughs) And once I was able to slow down the rapid fire self-judgment and mind drama and zero in on one singular path of thinking, I was able to see what things are and are not in my control and consciously choose my thoughts around those circumstances. And, you know, as we say in the coaching world, all roads lead to Rome. 
So as long as you can figure out one thought and follow that line of thinking all the way through, it can bring up some good self-awareness. So for my dings, once I identified the thoughts that I had around them, I was able to change my thoughts to, oh, I guess I've just learned that dings don't work for me. That's good information to have. (laughs) When I was able to see that it is 100% in my control to turn off those dings, I was able to make one small switch while still remaining true to my calendar. I was able to control the frequency of interruption that I received while doing my tasks. And that also helped me to be more present while doing my tasks. I don't have to guilt myself for not having phone alerts set up for every little thing on my schedule. I can just be grateful for the information and adjust accordingly. My more supportive thoughts around scheduling are, I am learning what kind of scheduling does and does not work for me. I have it all planned out and everything will get done in its allotted time. It is amazing all that I can accomplish when I put my mind to it. When I am thinking those thoughts, I'm not even tempted to delete my reminder to work out or to meal prep or to take my kids driving. I actually just get my stuff done. (laughs) And not only do I get it done, but when I'm no longer thinking that these are things that I have to do, I feel better when I'm doing them. I'm at peace and I'm consciously creating results that I want. And I was also better able to enjoy my downtime on Netflix because I wasn't taking myself on a guilt trip every single time I sat down. Mindset matters. (laughs) So basically, that's kind of how my coaching session went. It was a whole lot of verbal processing on my part, some thoughtful questions on her part, and some big internal shifts and self-realizations happening on my end. I am a verbal processor. And because of this, I often find that I need to create space to talk or type or write to figure out what is going on in my head. And I have learned a lot about myself by doing this, but there is something extra supportive about sharing that space with another person. Having another person share that sacred space with you, having somebody there as a witness to your emotional processing, a witness to your finding inner strength and self-realization, that can be life-changing. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I felt so drawn to coaching. Yes, friends and family can do this for you too. Having somebody to simply see us and love us where we are at can be extremely powerful and healing. And maybe it's also true that sometimes we don't necessarily want to tell our friends and family members, hey, so um, I'm feeling totally overwhelmed right now and I'm going crazy over here and totally judging myself because the last podcast I recorded was all about how amazing I am at getting stuff done and now I'm feeling super inadequate and I'm deleting things off of my calendar and I'm feeling a little bit like a total imposter right now and well, that doesn't feel great, (laughs) but I hope you know that we all feel that way at times. And it's in those times that it can be absolutely amazing to sit down with a coach to help you to see what your mind is creating and remind you of all that you're capable of, or rather help you to remind yourself what you are capable of. And apparently, after you've been coached on it and you have all those self-realizations, then the shame that you felt (laughs) around talking to your friends and family about it has totally transformed into, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I think I better share this with the whole world on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We are always, always building evidence to prove that our thoughts are true. And more often than not, the brain wants to be right more than it wants to be happy. Admittedly, part of me in my session wanted to convince my coach 
that I was overwhelmed because of all the things on my to-do list. But while convincing her would have brought me temporary satisfaction, it wouldn't have made me happy. It would have just added to my list of evidence that I was right, that my feelings are out of my control, and that would have perpetuated my feelings of overwhelm. When you're feeling overwhelmed or experiencing any other emotion that you aren't necessarily wanting to feel in that moment, take a step back and see if there is any evidence to contradict your story, because there usually is. And the truth is, you will always find what you are looking for. So if your brain is going to be looking for evidence anyway, why not be a little bit more intentional about finding evidence for something that's more supportive for the life you want to create? Take some time to back up and ask yourself, what are my thoughts around this circumstance? What evidence do I have that this thought is true? What evidence do I have that this thought is not true? What is this thought creating for me? How can I poke holes in my story to create something more supportive for me right now? And hey, if you're like me and you sometimes struggle to see the forest from the trees, or if you would like a witness to your feelings in a safe, non-judgmental space, shoot me an email at innerwork.mw at gmail.com or touch base with me on Facebook or Instagram and let's get you on my calendar. I've now alleviated all of the mind drama that I have around scheduling, (laughs) and I am here to hold space and help a fellow human. So whether you're feeling overwhelmed or abundant this week, I hope that you're choosing to feel it intentionally. And whatever you're choosing to feel right now, I love you, and I'm here for you. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.